This is dedicated to the Israelites across the world who don't know who you are. Let's talk about these Israelite habits, you dig? Israelite challenge. Then I'm black bald, bliggity black, blackity black, stack tall. Dead Mike and Axe Saul had that fall. They lack tact and facts, but packed gall. You sin like adults in a few things. Food screws and who's woo, Jew truth stings. Bootstraps use two new shoestrings to troop through all the hoops that your roof brings. Hopes road ain't with yellow bricks, nor fellowships with hoes, scarecrows, nor totos, vipers, vice types, liars, price bribers, lions, striped tigers, Zions like Niger. Real dark, sharp sharks ain't so smart. Steel sparks, tin parts, mark no heart. Written stanzas, he supplanted, showed the soul wrong. We're not in Kansas anymore, we wanna go home. The forefront. Stolen across the ocean is potent that we was golden. We chosen, we people motion. Awoken, no need of folges. Orthopedic, the bones is awoken. We not in Kansas, we not in Kansas. Life is bananas. These cops rocking blue pajamas. You throw your hands up, the cancer still in their mind. They body slam us. God's waking up and these heathen can't stand it. Four chapters a day, keep the heathens away. Apocalypse, revelation, we snapping a day. Like Thanos and snapbacks, and we taking this rap back. No crackers, no flapjacks, no Becky, no ginger snaps. Seekers of wisdom twofold, we pure it in gold. Not by Power of might, but the Lord is my sword. We go across the world and the sea and the stars to tell him who you are. You the chosen people, dog. Black excellence, black habits, this black medicine. Yeah, black God, black king, black Christ. Black God, black king, black Christ. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Black God, Black King, Black Christ Black God, Black King, Black Christ These some perilous times What y'all don't feel the vibes? I want it black on black Just minus the crimes We teaching the people Telling those who are sick Your conditions aren't fine We are called to hold the line Don't know your own worth Hating one another, that's worth When we started from the bottom Really come from the dirt God said we're a holy people Was just me separated The majority like the sand is heathens Yeah, they hate it Giving them living water They spirits rejuvenate And all these other books with the Bible You could never made it The scriptures talk about all facts Like black angels No shapes but these liars are obtuse The triangles The gene, the twelve born with it Hebrew excellence Don't matter what it is Natural talent is so effortless Those in the spirit of God Will only understand I'm leaning on the Lord like bikes with a kickstand Mahala Black excellence Black habits This black medicine Yeah Black God Black King Black Christ Black God Black King Black Christ Yeah Uh-huh Yeah Black God Black King Black Christ Black God Black King Black Christ Deep in sleep, our people slumber 
Prophets bring the thunder, won't skip a beat Like a drummer, wish a demon would They keep the lumber The number 144, getting busy Israel got the antidote Make a sinner dizzy with the scripts they quote Pass the silly, he telling jokes Get up off the rope, start fighting back Boots on the ground, in Chirac In the city of town, teaching Christ is black They losing sleep, insomniac Wake up, alarm went off Prophets of God, opposite us soft All these haters sit around and scoff Work of the Lord, never be put on pause Be down for the cause if you wanna go home Put down your sins, tell them leave you alone Tie your loose ends and you can see the throne Then you reap, seize you sown And we own, we on the rise My brothers, God's in disguise My sisters, daughters and kings We taking over, they know what it mean It's time for the rise It's time for the rise, you don't believe me, just open your eyes Gathering up all the flocks, he growing that water's flowing, part of the drip, it's part of the blessing I'm good, no stressing, God got me, I'm riding forever Forever and ever, you know the plan, got to endure Boots on the ground, that gospel on tour, kicking it raw I know it get hard, they hit when you right, I'm still in the light Shout out the leadership, doing it right All of my haters, I tell them goodnight I type up a post, I hold up the post I'm down with the work, we doing the most I'm seeing the pain, applying the glory Pray I do it right, so Christ come back for me And my bros, hope they coming on with it All of the saints, you know we got to get it Growing strong as the clock ticking close See the truth on approach Been too long, we've been down at the bottom Every hood done turned into Gotham Ain't no Batman, but bet they be robbing and killing And stealing and getting lit So we out in the ghettos and towns and cities To wake up the remnant This the life of an Israelite Keep the laws and the faith of Christ You can live or die twice Repent and die, better get your life it's time for the rise. You don't believe me? Just open your eyes. Gathering up all the flocks, he growing. That water's flowing, part of the drip. It's part of the blessing. I'm good, no stressing. God got me. I'm riding forever, forever and ever. Yeah. Give them praise and give the Lord. We don't care about what they say 
Oh, what they do? Cause we the prophets, and we salute. We stand strong. Oh, yeah, we do. We keep the law. Oh, yeah, we do. We don't care about what they say. Oh, what they do? Cause we the prophets, and we salute. We stand strong. Oh, yeah, we do. We keep the law. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Trust me, you don't wanna see judgment day. And there'll be no more crying now. So stop all your whining now. Uh, the time for changes right now. Repent or die or judgment. I'm my best on the worst day. How you know? Because I know that's what the words say. He the steady serving doctors like a feast day. Into the line, so they keep the bagging these away. Yeah, they bagging these away. Silly Christmas with their doctors, what the heathens say. They can serve the bag of tricks and that it ease the pain. But it's only for a moment, I'm on the hand cane. Now who the one to blame? When that black massage show, now that's another thing. On and all the weakest hands, we showed them the way. All and all the weakest hands, we showed them the way. Straight is the way through the gate, that's the only way. Started living righteous It's who I am, I knew I couldn't fight this 
When Christ come back, there's gonna be some mourning. You never know the song could be your final warning. Judgment day, judgment day. When they crack the sky, judgment day, judgment day. Gonna die, judgment day. You say only God can judge me. Well, trust me, you don't wanna see judgment day. And there'll be no more crying now. So stop all your whining now. The time for changes right now. Repent or die or judgment. Gave up sin and started living righteous. It's who I am. I knew I couldn't fight this. When Christ come back, there's gonna be some mourning. You never know the song could be your final warning. Judgment day, judgment day. When we crack the sky, judgment day, judgment day. Gonna die, judgment day. They only God can judge me. Well, trust me, you don't wanna see judgment day. And there'll be no more crying now. So stop by your whining now. The time for changes right now. Repent or die or judgment. You are now listening to The Forefront Radio, where we discuss history, the Bible, the history of the Israelites, science, and other matters. Bring it out. The history of the blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans as it relates to the Bible. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen and heard as you listen to The Forefront Radio. President, ladies and gentlemen, I have only recently come here from the United States of America. And that being the case, I cannot stand before this august body without prefacing my statement in defense of closer unity of Africa without stating first my unconditional solidarity with President Maduro and the government and people of Venezuela who are currently under attack, savage attack, by the declining world hegemon of the United States. I think it's absolutely necessary uh, to say that coming from that country and especially looking at the fact that the United States travels the world preening, uh, presenting itself uh, as the guardian of democracy and the rights of the peoples around the world, where the reality is that Africans who are colonized in the United States represent at least half of the largest prison population in the world. There are more Africans in prison in the United States than there are people in Djibouti or in Equatorial Guinea. And so we find it very difficult also recognizing that by their own estimates, it would take 228 years for the income of Africans colonized in the United States to equal that of the colonial white population. So it is absolutely necessary for me to stand here today before you expressing total opposition to the United States government terroristic actions against the people of Venezuela with an attempt to starve the people into opposition to their government. Mr. President, brothers and sisters, comrades, it, also, it is also necessary for us to say that this question of a closer union with Africa, or between Africans, or within Africa, is not a purely academic question, despite the fact that this debate is occurring within the pinnacle of bourgeois academia. 
the that there is a natural historical inclination for Africa and African people to be united, which is one of the reasons I am here today. The truth of the matter is that this discussion about the unity of Africa, union of Africans, started much earlier than any incursion, as it might be characterized, of China or the Trump administration into Africa. The reality is that Africa came under assault some 600 years ago when Portugal first came and captured African people and initiated the process that would begin capitalism and would establish and consolidate the identity of Europeans in the world. It is a reality that capitalism rests upon a foundation of African slavery, Africans were first capital. And in order for this to occur and to last, it was absolutely necessary to keep African people divided so that we could not resist this horrible incursion on Africa that continues up to now. I think it's important to be able to say that. I think that we have to say that we've seen example after example by African people to unite. We've seen what used to be warring tribes in this geographical terrain that we occupy at this moment, able to achieve a sense of sameness that people refer to as nations, founded on a common economy that came from slavery and colonialism. This is the basis of the unity that we see. If there is a problem with the European Union today, it is because the foundation, the economic foundation of capital, of imperialism, is being stressed by the struggles of the oppressed peoples of the world to take back their resources from this parasite that bleeds Africa, that bleeds the world, that bleeds Afghanistan, that bleeds the people of Yemen who are dying by the thousands even as we have this discussion. This is the basis of a Brexit. It can't stand together anymore because the host is rejecting the parasite and is creating crisis throughout Europe and throughout the imperialist world. I think it's necessary, brothers and sisters, to say that there has been a natural trajectory by African people for closer union. We know that we're talking about having this discussion in part because in 1884-85, Europeans sat at a table in Berlin, Germany, not a single African there, and carved up Africa into the territories that we now sometimes call countries and illogically refer to as nations. Africans didn't do that. It was Europe that did that. It was Europe and imperialism that required African to be, Africa to be divided so that the resources of Africa, both human and material, could come and pave the streets in London and grow the buildings in Amsterdam and bring clean water to New York while the streets in Sierra Leone are not paved. And the people in Sierra Leone do not have clean water. And there's no, there's no national electric grid there. It is necessary to keep Africa divided by European imperialism and by all the imperialism in order to continue to suck the resources from Africa so that cell phones could exist here, so that Steve Jobs and the others could achieve some great notoriety from the coltan that comes from Congo where Leopold killed at least 12 to 15 million Africans in order to conquer and keep Africa in the condition it's in today. We talk about a united Africa, an African Union, because of what European imperialism has done to Africa to keep us divided. We know it's true. We saw 
A hundred years or so ago, Marcus Garvey organized the Universal Negro Improvement Association and African Communities Leagues that stretched across the globe. More than 11 million African people everywhere were connected to this. Africa for Africans at home and abroad. That was the cry. Not Africans for Nigerians that didn't even exist until the British created in 1915. And Flora Shaw, the mistress who would become the wife of Frederick Lugard, came up with the name nigger area. Not this false national consciousness that has been imposed on Africans around the world. So that when the Portuguese found shrimp on West Africa and then named it for the Portuguese word for shrimp, Cameroon, it is not true that they are shrimp despite the fact that the people call themselves Cameroonians today. It is a false national consciousness. The false national consciousness that created the American Negro, that created the Black Brit, the Afro-Swede. We are one Africa, one nation, and we must have closer union. But in order for that to happen, it has to be a revolutionary union. The Organization of African Union, union created on May 25th, 1963 in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, was part of an effort to circumvent efforts by Kwame Nkrumah to build a single union of African states. And instead, they come up with an Af organization of African Union that codified the colonial borders that were created by, by Europe in 1884 and 85. We have to be able to break out of this, but it's going to take revolution in order to do this. African revolution in order to do this. African revolution that will destroy imperialism and the world economy that's responsible for the growing immiseration of the masses of people around the world. Uhuru. Thank you for tuning to the Forefront Radio. I'm your host, Safia Levi His Israel. Uh, we just listened to a clip that was about 10 minutes long from Chairman Yeshitla, uh, which was a great uh, clip that talked about uh, the African descent. Anybody of African descent should listen to how the uh, European influence dominated over uh, the uh, uh, presence of continental Africans as well as the continental Israelites and basically uh, produced what we saw as the transatlantic slave trade and colonialism and eventually destroyed many black civilizations including the black Hebrews I wanted to uh, confirm some of the things that he stated in his speech by giving you some historical books, some historical information pertaining to this very subject. Uh, because a lot of times people may say, oh, well, what he spoke about was just his opinion. So we're going to prove what he said actually with historical facts. What we're going to do is uh, briefly look at a book entitled Christopher Columbus and the African Holocaust, Slavery and the Rise of European Capitalism. This was uh, written by John Henrik Clark. Um, I've covered this book before in uh, previous uh, shows. So when you get an opportunity, look up the show Christopher Columbus and the Israelite Holocaust. It will go over some of the uh, segments of the book that we went over. Um, we're going to read a segment here by the forward from Leonard Jeffries, who actually uh, goes into a little bit of details about this book. So Dr. Leonard Jeffries, he was the chairman of Africana Studies Department in uh, City College of New York. We're going to read an excerpt from this book. It says this, the seeds of the European American system of materialism were planted during this definitive period of history from 1482 to 1536 AD. 
and were nurtured by the exploitation of new lands, labor, and resources. The centerpiece of this exploitative system was the transatlantic slave trade. This development of Europe and its colonization of the New World or the Western Hemisphere goes hand in hand with the underdevelopment of Africa and the indigenous people of the Americas. This thesis was presented by the heroic African scholar from Guyana, Dr. Walter Rodney, in his classic work, How Europe Underdeveloped Africa. The process of African underdevelopment was part of a larger interplay of accidents of history that produced genocidal processes that culminated in the African Holocaust of enslavement. These historical events connected the growing economic and political forces that laid the foundation of the modern European-American nation-state and nationalism, as well as the global world economy centered around intercontinental trade and capitalism. This connection between various economic forces, institutionalized trade, and control over lands, labor, and resources on a world scale. The link between capitalism and slavery was forged. Two monumental works describing the, and analyzing this period of history and its events were produced by Dr. Eric Williams. His classic work, Capitalism and Slavery, produced a storm of controversy when it was first published because its thesis linked capitalism with the notorious slave system of dehumanization. These ideas were supported in his later book, From Columbus to Castro. Dr. Clark recognized the importance of these works and which was, uh, I'm sorry, let me uh, repeat it. Dr. Clark recognized the importance of these works and points out that the system of European-American exploitation, which was centered on the enslavement of Africans, was initiated by the Catholic nations of Portugal and Spain, but was later dominated by the Protestant Brit British, who defeated the Dutch in a series of wars. This rivalry for control over the Atlantic slave trade system led to wars after wars in Europe, America, Africa, and on the high seas. The genocidal process initiated by the Catholic Church and the Catholic nations of Portugal and Spain was taken over by the more efficient and business-conscious Protestants of Holland and England. Dr. Clark correctly states that the Catholic nations initiated the slavery and genocidal process and were pushed aside as the Protestant Dutch and particularly the English made slavery a system of big business, setting the stage for the Industrial Revolution which England initially dominated in the 18th and 19th centuries. Dr. Clark candidly speaks about the world that Christopher Columbus set in motion that produced war, slavery, and genocide over the past 500 years. Columbus himself was a symbol of exploitation and greed and became a role model for later European conquistadors who raped and pillaged the Americas and Africa. It is ironic that the true history and true story of the Columbus Brothers' atrocities against the indigenous American people was preserved and published by a Catholic cleric, Bartolomeo de las Casas, who detailed the murders of the natives in his book on the destruction and history of the Indies. The struggle over the legacy of Columbus and the correct history of the African Holocaust of enslavement is as to the heart of the contemporary conflict over the curriculum reform in our schools. 
Professor Clark's analysis provides us with a perspective that lets us understand that slavery and genocide were institutionalized and systematized into a global system of domination, destruction, and death, which not only controlled land, labor, and resources, but colonized information. All this was done in the name of, quote-unquote, white supremacy, based, end quote, based upon the concept of, quote-unquote, white chosen people, end of quote, and manifest destiny, and designed in further uh, cultural genocide and maintaining mental slavery. Dr. Clark's work in the past and his effort will help to free uh, African minds and allow them to prepare a meaningful future. And this was provided by Dr. Leonard Jeffries, Chairman of Africana Studies Department in City College of New York. Now that was the forward, a piece of the forward from the book Christopher Columbus and the African Holocaust, Slavery and the Rise of European Capitalism. So basically it shows the correlation between the transatlantic slave trade and what we know now as the international trade system, the stock markets, the bond system, uh, the trading of various commodities, sugar, rice, corn, oil, uh, 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 alcohol, wine, uh, uh, corn, diamonds, uh, microchips. All these things come from the exploitation of the physical human resources, aka slavery, and the natural resources of the cultures and societies of indigenous peoples of the Americas and of the continent of Africa and all across the world. The oppression that has happened is a global system, a global system that is documented in the Bible in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 and Leviticus 26. These predictions, these prophecies, we now call history. In the Bible, when it was written by Moses, it was called prophecy, but now we call it history. These different things prove that the children of Israel are actually the blacks, Latinos, and Native Americans that we talk about in society today. They're called quote-unquote minorities, even though they're a large percentage of the global population all across the planet. If we combine the Brazilians, the people from Ecuador, the people from Colombia, the people from the United States of America, the people from Canada, the people from different parts of America, uh, Africa, the people from different parts of Australia, all these people that were affected in the what we call African quote-unquote African diaspora, these individuals would clearly outnumber in power and in strength and in multitude all the nations of the earth. They say that the Chinese, quote unquote, Chinese are the uh, largest population in the amount of billions, but they fail to neglect that you can't census the people that were involved in the slave trade and their descendants because they outnumber the sands of the sea. They outnumber the stars in the universe. You can't count them. And no matter how much plots that people try to do, whether it's Planned Parenthood with abortion, whether it's systematic genocide in the uh, farthest reaches of the third world countries, whether it's uh, 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 perceived voluntary vaccinations, when clearly there have been statements made by politicians and uh, uh, capitalists, i.e. Uh, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, and other people, stating that they want to use these different methods to control the population it's already readily apparent so many people have spoken on these things but now we're 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 bringing it to the forefront as this show is called because we want to give the correlation between the past the present and the future now at this time we're going to look at another history book this book is called black labor the search for power and economic justice it's black labor and white wealth by Dr. Claude Anderson. And we're going to read from chapter 7, which is called A National Public Policy on Black People. Here's a quote by Kipling in 1899, which states this, quote, Take up the white man's burden 
a hundred times made plain to seek another's profit and work another's gain. End of quote. The totality of black people's existence and condition in America stems directly from a national public policy designed by white society to control and use black labor to build a new nation. The public policy on the use of blacks developed incrementally until it became like an onion with many layers. It began taking shape in 1619 and evolved into a systematic mandated social arrangement that dictated the behavior of both blacks and whites. The policy's core principle stipulated that blacks were to be made as a well-disciplined, uncompensated, subordinated, non-competitive, permanent labor class that existed on the margins of society. The national public policy determined black people's human worth and status as well as their educational and political opportunities and their cultural and family values. The dominant white society's national public policy explicitly and implicitly defined how blacks were to be treated and used. Public policy is important for blacks to study because it gives clear insight into the process and methods that the dominant society used to establish absolute control over millions of blacks as a laboring class. But equally important, it shows blacks who are seeking to gain power through community organizing the way whites constructed a national black policy and plan. Understanding that plan is essential to the shaping of a new public policy for blacks. The public policy was formulated from racial dogmas and doctrines that justified the policy. The doctrine of racial superiority legitimized the exclusion and segregation of blacks from mainstream white society. The doctrine of non-interference dissuaded governments and social institutions from using their resources and power to stop the abuse of black people. And the doctrine of expendability promoted the belief that black life was non-sacred and that there was nothing wrong with using blacks for the betterment and protection of white life. These policy doctrines and dogmas continue to determine the quality of life for whites and blacks in America. How the national policy on blacks developed. There's a timeline from 1877 to 1905 where President Hayes had removed federal troops from the South in 1877, right? The Northerners had reunited with the Southerners at the time. The federal government, right around the same time, adopted policies of non-interference in the South. So although the war was over, there was still systematic lynchings, systematic sharecropping, systematic abuse of black people. In the year 1885, European nations devised a black for colonizing black Africa. So although in 1865, blacks were set free from quote-unquote slavery, they set up another plan where they debilitated continental Africa from interfering. And at that very same time, more than 2,800, that's 2,800 blacks were lynched. And that's a period between 1885 to 1905. And those are the only the ones that are documented. This doesn't take into account the ones that go undocumented and are in shallow graves to this day. In 1890, there was the age of accommodation that began. In 1896, the, the Supreme Court of the United States issued the Plessy versus Ferguson decision. Right in between that time frame of 1896 to 1900, many, many, many white vigilante activities increased. 
You had the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. You had other secretive organizations that were not named that have infiltrated government systems, including police departments, judges, lawyers, school departments, and every facet of society to propagate the destruction of so-called Blacks and Latinos and Native Americans. In 1900 to 1905, there began an immigration of Euro-ethnicities that increased. So while they were trying to decrease the Black population with murder, with genocide, with lynchings, they were slowly introducing more uh, other European ethnicities and designating them all now as white. So instead of saying, oh, you're an Italian, oh, you're a French man, or you're German, or you're uh, English, or you're Scottish, now what they did was incorporate all these different European-based systems together and just classify them under the title white. So now that they have a common goal to say, we're not German, we're not Roman, we're not Greek, we're not any of these things, we're all one so-called white race. When in reality, there's no such thing as white. Every nation on the earth was designated by a bloodline and ancestry of their fathers. There was no such thing as a black person. There was no such thing as a white person. Black is a color in the crayon box. White is a color in the crayon box. There is no one on this earth that looks like a piece of paper. There is no one on this earth that looks as dark as black beans. It, 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 it doesn't exist or as dark as ink. Okay. These are social constructs made to the, uh, uh, de, de, uh, I'm looking for the word dehabilitate, but that may, might not be the proper word. I'll just say destroy the mental capacity of logical, rational thinking human beings. Instead of saying, let's love one another, quote unquote, in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Instead, there's a separation between these different groups and there will be perpetual war the actual reality is in the bible this struggle is between jacob and esau jacob are the people of israel the so-called blacks latinos and native americans and esau are the 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 direct the uh 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 historical people of the bible that have burned babylon that have infiltrated and called themselves Jew, German, Polish, uh, uh, English, uh, Scottish, and every other ish you could think of on the earth, and uh, now call themselves European, French, uh, uh, German, Italian, and all these other names. So, my point of sharing all this information is not to continue the divide or or uh, continue the racial disparities that people are suffering from in society. I want to see a system where integrity, where righteousness, where purity, where holiness, where honesty, faithfulness, where love, joy, peace, patience, meekness, and all these fruits that are written of in the Bible, all the good fruits of the Bible is experienced on the earth. And the only way that can happen is if the system that we currently live lives live under becomes completely turned around on its head. Meaning when Christ comes back, there's not going to be anyone fighting. There's not going to be wars no more because all these things by the angels and by the saints will be taken out of the way. These nations, like the scripture says, will beat their swords and weapons into plowshares, meaning they're going to work to build the kingdom of heaven. They're going to work to build the kingdom of God. And I hope every Bible believing person understands that this world does need world peace. You can look at the current conflicts going on right now in 2021 in the land of Israel where they're fighting and shooting rockets at each other. You can see the various wars that happen in continental Africa. 
the different uh, combating that happens in Europe and in Asia, the, the, the different things that have happened in the Americas where there has been rioting and fighting and loot, looting, so much so that people have stormed the capital, the capital of the, the, the system of America. That looks bad to the whole world when the, when the so-called bastion of freedom and, and righteousness is now uh, uh, at the forefront of being infiltrated by, by white supremacists coming on their doorstep, knocking on the door because the, the then President Trump ordered them to do so. There is no calm in the storm. We have been in the storm for centuries. For those of you listening to the sound of my voice, it is imperative for you to educate yourselves and your children of the realities of society so we can prepare their minds for the kingdom of Christ because no kingdom on this earth has lasted forever. None whatsoever. The Egyptians came to an end. The Assyrians came to an end. The Babylonians came to an end. The Persians and the Medes came to an end. The Romans and the Greeks came to an end. The Holy Roman Empire came to an end. None of these kingdoms, none of these kingdoms have lasted for centuries. None of these kingdoms have lasted for over a thousand years. These kingdoms will come to an end. So it is imperative for you to understand that we need to understand that this system that we're living in all across the world is not going to be the same. It will be changed. It will be changed. And my hope and prayer is that once this kingdom is is gone, that the kingdom of Christ will be established on the earth and true righteousness and true world peace will exist. This is not idealism. This is the truth. This is the truth that does not fear investigation. This I'll repeat it again. This is the truth that does not fear investigation. So I thank you for listening to the forefront. I just wanted to cover briefly some history related to the speech that this um, gentleman had uh, proclaimed. And we appreciate you listening to the show and tune in uh, more uh, for uh, a lot of great shows that we have in store for you. This was only part two of the truth behind uh, slavery, the truth about slavery. So next time we're going to talk about the truth about slavery part three and go in depth on this subject.
broken crown True story Remember when I said I give you all the praise The night that I realized demons and angels real But I'm caught in the days My brother was afraid He said he felt like spirits squeezing all over his chest Then I sent out my prayers Cried with all my tears Reading the book of Psalms I asked you to conquer my fears Then I saw it was true The Bible is the truth Them spirits left from out of breath But now I see the proof What's my identity? This ain't serenity My life's a struggle in a bubble full of evil deeds I used to go to church But evil's gotten worse Some for the quiet smoking ganja till my lungs hurt I was a fornicator I was a wicked nigga Made in America like figurines and action figures But then I figured out The scripts is my way out God's chosen soul was broken, but I'm hopeful now Repented of my sins, keeping the laws within Now all my borders blue, now I'm rocking my friends Now I'm an Israelite, now I'm a son of God Now wake up my people, we are the broken crowns There's a war inside my head And I'm drowning in regret when the lights come down, got an empty crown My body's missing pieces Can't pull it all together My body's missing pieces I wish I could remember My body's missing pieces Can't pull it together My body's missing pieces I wish I could remember Thank you for listening to the Forefront Radio. We now have a cash app. The link is in the description of the page here on anchor.fm, also on Spotify. We appreciate you listening in. We do have a few features that we are including now. We are selling a few products such as watches, perfumes, colognes, and other uh, products will be available for our Israelite community, as well as the general community of the population. We have a Facebook page. Just type in The Forefront Media, and you'll be able to get updates of of, uh, various shows that we drop when they do drop. Um, please do share this show if you like the show, and we do hope that you do love this show. And uh, tune in for more uh, episodes once we have them available. Thank you for listening to The Forefront. I'm your host, Afiel Levi Israel. <laughs>